Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Everything Horror Podcast with your host Paul Dosky and Tessa Baker and we have an amazing, amazing interview here. We've been trying to do this for like, I don't know, maybe a month and a half, two months, I don't even remember anymore because it's life, we all have life and that's just life. So anyway, today we got a special guest with us. You may know his Halloween music as Shadow Sympathy and... This is none other than the man behind the mask of Grant. Grant, please say hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? So, Grant, um, before we start getting into questions, uh, which, by the way, we have lucky 13 questions, so we got 13 good questions for you. So, but, uh, right on. Would you be able to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, since I was a kid, I have been fascinated with Halloween. Uh, I always wanted to be able to contribute to Halloween in some way. And I started music at fourth grade. And from there, I started doing sound effects and recorded them old school on uh, on tapes. I don't know if anybody remembers tapes, but uh, that's how I did it. And um started going to haunts then, right out of high school, and knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. And since then, I have been doing custom sound effects for haunted attractions and writing music. And it's been an absolute blast doing that. Um, so it, it's, it's been an amazing journey of writing this music, doing these sound effects, and just being a part of something that I've been into since I was a kid. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So, uh, Tessa, is there anything you want to add before we uh, continue? Yeah, I mean... Is there anything else, Grant, that we should know? Like, is there, like, a secret monster living inside you that's telling you how to <laughs> I don't... Your muse? You know, I don't even know. You don't even know. You just kind of go with the flow. That's just the way it should be. So, well, here's a little fun fact about me, Grant. So, um, this year I'll be turning 30, but I will also be turning 30 on Friday the 13th in October. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and then my girlfriend here, she didn't have Friday the 13th this year, unfortunately, but her birthday was just past Tuesday on June 13th, so. But I was actually born on Friday the 13th. Dude, that's all. You guys already have a better story than I do. <laughs> Well, isn't it kind of weird how, like, me and her found each other, too, then? Which is another crazy story. Me and me and uh, Tessa here, we met each other because one of our friends did photography. And one of her uh, photo sets she, she liked to do is called Faces of Death, which is, you know, the known popular, like, gruesome tapes, too, yeah. that you can watch on the Internet. But I'll take... T I'll let Tessa tell the rest of the story. So, um... Paul and I met uh, one day when they were, like you said, they were shooting the Faces of Death, and um, I, I was a new, I was a new client. Um, our, our friend Allison, she's a photographer uh, for the a company uh, called Variant Vixens, and I was one of the new victims, and uh, Paul's one of the male, um, Foxes, male models. Father called Foxes, and um, I, uh, I, I was coming in to do a photo shoot with Allison, 
my first photo shoot, and I had met Paul there, and um, they were originally going to do Paul's, like, death scene outside, and then they switched it to being inside because it was rainy, and so they said, well, why not in the bath in the bathroom, in the bathtub? And then they're like, and then um, they're like, now we just need, like, someone to murder you, and I was like, I, I was like, I'll do it, you know, I'll do nice. it. Let me do it, and um, Paul, I, I used um, Paul's uh, fantasy axe, battle axe, as the murder weapon to kill him, and there was, like, blood all over the place, and he was laying in the bathtub covered in this fake blood, and my hands were all bloody, and the axe was all bloody, and it was just, it was beautiful. It was like a, it was like a great first yeah. meet. Yeah, so you should kind of be... If you could only see what other people's reactions are when, like, we tell that to people, how when we first met, they're like, um, okay then. Yeah, we're... That's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, we're known as the creepy couple. Yeah, we're pretty much known as the creepy couple. We actually have, we actually have one of the, the photos from the, the photo shoot framed on our, on our little wall of pictures that we've taken with each other, kind of like our little memory wall. So, nice. I love it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a story of how me and Tessa came to be before we started dating. But, um, but yeah, um, anyway, let's uh, go right into the 13 questions, shall we? So, right on. we got 13 all over the place today. Anyway, so we got you, your first question, Grant, is what got you into horror? You know what? I honestly, man, that's a tough question. Like I said, since I was a kid, watching, uh, all the old, like, Looney Tunes, uh, Halloween, and Garfield's Halloween, and, uh, Peanuts Halloween, you know, uh, all that stuff, I, I don't know, it, it was just something, something about Halloween that really drew me in, that I knew I had to be a part of it. Hmm. Maybe it could have been the, uh, the history behind Halloween, you never know. Never know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like as a five year old kid watching this stuff and taking it in, I I just was mesmerized by it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what what type of like uh, horror soundtrack do you listen to? You know what? Uh, Halloween, uh, the movie. You know yep. that that piano yeah. is Agreed. so. So, like, incredible. Agreed. And uh, listening to uh, the Screaming Strings with uh, Friday the 13th, just amazing. So listening to that stuff and, like, even, uh, you know, Psycho with the strings, um, those really hard strings, that, that was something that really drew me in and uh, has definitely... Had like played an impact on on how I write music. Very cool. You can continue, baby. Um, what inspired you to write your music? Um, it actually started. It was something I always wanted to do, but I've always uh, played in a lot of bands, and a buddy of mine had uh, joked about how I could never, you know write a CD on my own, and I you was like, okay, well, we proved them wrong, then. 
I will take you up on that. And the goal was to write just one CD, and that was The House in the Mist, and wrote 21 songs for that and knocked that out. And I was like, wow, this is something that I really, really like. And people seemed to like it, so I kept going with it, you know. Um, I'd always been a fan of Midnight Syndicate, like, huge fan of Midnight Syndicate. And now it's been an amazing journey that I'm writing this music that they also write, and now I am amazing friends with Ed and Gavin. Like, it's... Oh, wow. It's cool. I was able to uh, go up with... uh, my ex-wife now, and film for their live show and be a part of that. And that was just a lot of fun. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, How did Shadow Symphony come to mind? Shadow Symphony came to mind. I was at work one day, and I'm trying to think. I I have all these songs under my belt, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got the songs. Now I, I, I need a name, I needed a logo, I gotta figure this out, and one of my sisters is really, really artsy, and I threw the name out to her, and she's like, no, I would never use that, and then I knew immediately that I had to use that. Yep. (laughs) Yep, that's amazing. So, since you just mentioned the house in the mist, so, this question is, how long did... Uh, how long did it take you to write and record The House in the Mist? Um, because I had to, uh, I knew I wanted to go to conventions. I was being invited to conventions even before I had The House in the Mist finished. I, I wanted to go with at least two CDs. So I wrote The House in the Mist and Threshold of Forgotten Souls uh, within a year. So I literally did nothing but go to work, write music at work, come home, and write more music. So I had House and Threshold knocked out within a year. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so the next one is, which I know you and me were just talking about this um, before the podcast. So unfortunately, here you go again with repeating yourself, but that's okay. <laughs> But, yeah, the question is, what companies could I or the listeners buy your music? Um, eBay, you can buy physical copies. And then, of course, Amazon, iTunes, all those uh, digital uh, sales. Uh, we're on those. All righty. Um. You take uh, photos uh, for your artwork. Say that again. Do you, do you take the photo for your artwork? Yeah. Do you take the photo? Oh, for absolutely. Your I it's a I keep everything in house. Um, I have two friends that do photos and graphic design for me. Um, so the the first CD was uh, the House of Mess was a really cool. Um, mansion that was down the road from me that we took pictures of and then Threshold was a really cool looking church that we took pictures of Fairvale was a mansion that I always wanted to own as a kid that was down the road from me and we took 
pictures of that. And then, um, number four was probably the most fun. Uh, we had the whole lighthouse and ghost ship thing. Um, oh, that's the, uh, Beneath the Dark, yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yep, it is. Uh, Beneath the Dark was a lot of fun to shoot because I went down to my creek out back and I had bought a model lighthouse and I used, um, hair ties for, uh, for extra layers on uh, the lighthouse to to make it different, and then um, we also bought a little model ship and had that floating in the water and took those pictures and had a lot of fun with that. And the last CD that we had um, was, you know, uh, a picture of my house. The winter's one. The uh, oh man, winter's. Something I'm trying to remember right now. Oh man, I'm why am I having a brain fart right now? No, that's not it. That is not it. Come on, winter. Got my stupid thing. Come on. <laughs> ah, winter. That's uh, is it like desolate in winter or something? Oh, desolate horror. There it is. Desolate horror. Yeah, that one. That's it. That's for the horror. That's your house. Damn. That's my house. Holy shit! I'm kind of jelly on that. That's a nice <laughs> house. No. Oh, well, thank I'm you. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Cause like that almost looks like a house that me and Tessa here were talking about, like a place out in the woods, away from society, kind of like saying, like, yeah, this is the life. <laughs> so. Yes. Hey. It was inspired definitely because of Friday the 13th and uh, Evil Dead. Like, that's Ooh. why I bought this house. And I had always wanted to use this as something for a CD. And there, nice. Jay just happened to turn out. I was uh, I came home late from work one day, and we had a shitload of snow. Uh, I, I just had to take a bunch of pictures, and uh, that, that was the CD cover. Okay. Well, this question might um, might continue that last question we were asking about if you take your own photos because it goes, how do you decide on what to shoot for an album cover? Um, I always start writing music first, and then I, I kind of think of where it's going, okay. and that's, that, that's kind of how I decide. Like, I'll write, like, two or three songs and... Um, like, Beneath the Dark uh, was so much fun to write. I, I knocked that album out in five or six months. I, I went down um, to Florida. There's an island, Sandbell Island, on the, the Gulf side. And I just sat on the beach with my uh, laptop and just wrote songs on the beach for that. But it's cool. I've never knocked out songs so quickly. Well, it sounds like something was inspiring you back then to make you write, so... Yeah, you had a muse. Yeah. What? Oh, it, it was it was amazing. You know, you just get in your head, and you're like, okay, there's a ghost ship out there, you know, I can see the lighthouse, and just riding that on the beach was pretty surreal. Well, um... It's 
I don't know if you ever travel that much, but like if you ever were to come to Vermont, where me and Tessa are, we actually have a um, place that, um, up in Bronton. I think it's Bronton. So bear with me on this news because I could be wrong. But anyway, for, to my knowledge, it's Bronton because it's where Lake Champlain is. And there's right. actually uh, two stories there about one is a ghost ship, and then the other one, of course, is our famous Loch Ness Monster uh, champ. Nice. So, yeah, just to kind of give you a little bit more history about our thing. Like, we have a lot of ghost stories here and stuff. So maybe one day you could, like, get some inspiration from us to write something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be. Uh, I know my next uh, endeavor is definitely... Um, like an abandoned drive-in movie theater, like the old-school Americana thing. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Which, um, Tessa was actually yelling at me once, and she's like, you've never been to a drive-in movie theater? I'm like, no, because we don't have one here, but... So I'm going to have to, like, take him to one this summer. Because <laughs> he's never been. So we're just going to have to find, like, a movie that we both want to see and then just go to the drive-in and just do it and get it out of the way. Or we could always do, like, what we found the other day, watch Jaws on the water. Yeah, that would be cool, like, watch Jaws. Jaws on the water is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that would really get you into the movie, like, oh, shit, I'm watching a killer shark. I'm on the water right now. This is going to end badly. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is amazing. Um, you have six albums now. Which one or ones are your personal favorites? Um, that question, man. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I would have to say, honestly, I think Fairvale might be my favorite, but I think Beneath the Dark is my most accomplished. Just because you have really fast, you know, high-paced, uh, strings and percussion, and you also have what Shadows is known for, like the very slow, melodic, atmospheric stuff. I, I think Beneath the Dark is my most accomplished. Nice. I can agree with that. I mean, I don't know what Tessa could say, because I know I just barely introduced her to your music last year, I think it was. But, but already, from what I've heard, I... Uh, I very much like it, and um, I can't wait to listen to the rest of the um, albums that you have. I tend to, for me personally, I think I always tend to go back to the Funeral Parlor one, or um, I think Beneath the Dark. It's either that one or House of the Mist. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's something about Fairvale Funeral Parlor that is just so melancholy. Like, well, I love that CD. But I'm a, uh, you can even tell, uh, ask Tessa here, uh, I am a big guy when it comes to piano and keyboards. Like, if you can knock off, like, a really good piano or keyboard thing, yeah, you got me hooked. Like, there was one song that you did, which is, I believe, off the, uh, um, uh, what, the Grandor one there, the, uh... Um, the second Grandor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is the track? Uh, I think it might be, um, the, like, No Sleep or something. Hang on. The, what is that? Come on. Unsettled Sleep. I think it's that one. I, I think it's that one. 
You might have to help me out here, but I want to say it's unsettled sweep. You're, you're Unforsaken like, grandeur. Yeah, for the forsaken grandeur, yeah. Um, I think you've got, like, a piano thing going on near the middle of the song or near the end of it. And it, like, very, kind of started, but it never really took off. I think it's that one. Do you remember that one at all, Grant? I'm not even sure. I, like I said, I want to say it's unsettled sweet, but it's like, it, it hits, like, as soon as the piano or keyboard, whatever you were using, I want to say piano, but, um... Yeah. It, it started off, and then it sounded like you were going to go into, like, almost like a, uh, lack of better way to say it, but, like, almost like a piano solo, like, but then it, like, stopped, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean that little bit was good, but I was just like, "Oh man, they should he should have kept going with it because that was nice." <laughs> but I, but yeah, I think it was Unsettled Sweep that I really liked. It was either that one or Glimpse from the Past. I don't remember. It's been a while. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, Tessa, how about you? Um, for tracks that I like. Yeah, there like a certain um, track that really sticks out to you. Can you go back up to the? Uh, where is it? Where's the one? Is it the Witching Hour? The which one? The Witching Hour. Oh, from uh, oh, that's from the House in the Mist. Yeah, House in the Mist. Yeah, the Witching Hour was definitely um, one of my favorites. I personally loved it. Um, I believe that's the CD that Paul showed me one day. He also showed me the Fairview Funeral Parlor one too. Um. But from what I've heard so far, um, I definitely really dig your music. I think it's great. Thank you. Um, but The Witching Hour w would be my personal favorite track. Well, then you're on board with my kids. My daughters <laughs> love that song. For whatever reason, they they thought it reminded them of, of a castle. So uh, they always called it the castle song. So you know it's the witching hour, and my daughters know it as the castle song. Okay. I I actually um, really like resemble it to like Halloween or witches or like the witching hour, like spell casting and stuff like that. That's kind of like my thing for it. If you get uh, what okay, I'm right if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you had to go back and redo an album, which one would you remake? If I could remake one album. Hmm. You know, I, I think this might be everybody's response. It, it would be the first one. Um, the House of the Mist. I made it, uh, to sound really old school horror, so it was grimy, and I didn't use a lot of sophisticated... Uh, sounds with it, but thinking back now, um, I think I w could kind of clean it up, but still keep it for the old black and white, you know, no sound horror flicks, and make it sound cooler. Speaking of no sound horror, are you a fan of Nosferatu? Absolutely. All right, then right on. You're good in my Nosferatu <laughs> was actually one of the inspirations for the House in the Mist. I would just the House in the Mist was written specifically for uh, the silent horror films. Very cool. That is awesome. That is cool. <laughs> that is very cool. But um, I don't know. I would 
you redoing House of the Mist, I don't know. I mean, in my own opinion, I like the House of the Mist the way it is just because of the fact that it's grungy. It's that old school sounding. I guess I'm more of like an old school guy. Because when it gets into modern stuff, which, Grant, I'm going to have to ask you this too after we actually get done with your personal question. But I'll have a few more questions for you. But anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would at least keep the, uh, the House in the Mist the way it is. Um, if anything, I would say, uh, no offense, Grant, but Desiree Horror, I was just like, eh. Unfortunately, like, I see what he was trying to do with it, but I'm like, ugh, to me, this is not Shadows. Like, there was something about Desiree Horror where I was just like, hmm, maybe it should have been more songs or something. I'm not really sure. So, that would be my own opinion. Wait, for which one? Desiree Horror. Your yeah. latest. Ah. I like, I just felt like when, when, um, when I heard it, because that one's only has like 17 tracks, I think, compared to like House in the Mist, where it had like 21 or 22 tracks. I was just like, damn. Like, did he run out of inspiration? Like, where's the 22 track CD? But no, that, I have a very simple answer for that. Oh. Uh, that was when I was going through my divorce, and that's why it sounds as somber as it does. And okay, I, well, I'll, I'll let it go then. I'll let it slide. <laughs> well, then, you were you were no. dealing with your own personal stuff, so it's completely understandable. Everybody, yeah, has those moments moments in life. But yeah, Grant, please continue. Well, as like I was writing the CD. And I was going through it, and I I was afraid to release that CD because it felt a little too melancholy and maybe not enough horror. And so I was getting to the final tracks, and I was like, "Shit, I uh, is this is this going to be you know scary enough to use in haunted houses or Shadows fans going to still like this?" And so I wrote it and. I got to a point, and I was like, that's it. I'm just going to stop, and I'm going to clear my head for the number seven. Nice. And um, Desolate, it, it, it was pretty well received um, as far as the fans go, because I, I go to a few of the big conventions every year, and people are like, yeah, it was a little short, but uh, I think it might be my favorite CD. Yeah, so I, it, it felt nice, and I knew, and I felt bad that it was shorter. Uh, well, like you said, but I didn't. I never want to write songs like as filling songs, so I wanted to keep it authentic, and that's what I had. And that's understandable. Yeah. See, now I'll let that slide with you, so that's okay with me. But uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I mean. You can, I mean, I think even Tessa noticed that it seemed to be a little bit shorter, too, because, like, from House in the Mist going to, like, well, from House in the Mist, Beneath the Dark, and, like, uh, the Forgotten, Forsaken uh, Grandeur, like, those were, like, you know, top-notch, like, I like, like, pretty much almost the entire CD, like, if not, like, having favorites here and there, but, like... House in the Mist, Beneath the Dark, I mean, I listen to that CD all the way through, because there's not one bad track, if you get what I'm trying to say. 
Thank it's you. It's like a favorite. Yeah. Yours. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. one of my favorite. Those two, anyway. Um, Threshold, uh, if I remember right, I do like that one, but I don't really know if I skip through any songs. Like like I said, it's definitely been a while. And, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, everything you do, I can't really complain. So, I'm not, I'm not worried. It's just that, that one CD. But, like I said, I forgive you, Grant. I, I now that I know the story, I will forgive you. So, Thank you. Yeah, but uh, what's exactly? So these next two questions are going to be interesting. So, um, I think it's your turn anyway, right? Um, I can I can do it. Uh, have you thought about adding creepy or scary narrations to your tracks? Like uh, making a story with them. Uh, there was actually a plan to write uh, short stories to each of the CDs. I'm not sure if that's something that's still going to happen, but um, I did uh, the House in the Mist. Um, on top of everything that I've said about it, was written also because I had a dream about uh, it, it was called a mansion where people were murdered and there were walls blocked off and there's a family killed and all that stuff and people never knew that room existed until they started tearing it down and there are like when I write there is definitely a storyline behind it it would be really cool if it would ever come to fruition with books I'm not sure if it will or not hmm yeah, because I've always felt like sometimes when I listen to your stuff, it felt like there could be some type of creepy thing being said, or like either by a ghost or by like a pirate or something, just to mm-hmm. make it more like like alive. I guess I want to say, and um, I definitely think maybe threshold of the Forgotten Souls. I think that would have been a good one to use because maybe you could have used like certain type of moans to say mm-hmm. for, to pretty much represent the forgotten souls, I guess is what I want yep. to say. Baby, how about you? You did you ever feel like there could be any narration from what you listen to? Pretty much what you've already said, like spirits or like moaning of ghosts or like like even like um I don't know, like like cat, like cat meowing or hissing or something in witching hour or witch cackling or something, you know. I do get to do that um, for the haunted attractions because um, the ones that use my music also love uh, the custom sound effects they do over top of it. So I actually like some of those that you're talking about do exist. Oh, um, okay. Oh, that's cool. More than I need the proof of this. <laughs> well, I the, one of the biggest haunts I do. There's there's one in Massachusetts and um, there's one oh, in Pennsylvania God, that I do like a ton of work for. There's there's people I work for all over, but um, Massachusetts it might be Massachusetts, it might be Connecticut. I'm not sure. It's all a blur. But um, there there are uh, haunted attractions that do use my music, and they're like. Can you please put this over this? And 
it's really cool having young daughters because you automatically have little kid, you know, ghost laughter. Yep. And that's a lot of fun to record and put over the music and using the haunts. And I bet your daughters have fun doing that anyway. Oh, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so much fun. Oh, uh, no, I bet. I bet. I can already, like, picture them, like, like, I don't know how you would do it, but for somebody like me, I would be like, okay, now I want you guys to start, like, going, ooh, like, yeah, like, and really like, get into okay, it. Okay, we're not happy right now. You're in a bad mood. You're really sad. You know, it's it's all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wet it out. And, and it they, out. they nail it. Nice. Very cool. That is cool. Um, so, we're getting near the end of the questions, unfortunately. But uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the interview so far. But Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I I can tell you're having fun, Grant, just like we are. Um, so I guess the, the question before last is, what are your top five favorite horror films or TV shows? <laughs> yep, that's Under right. pressure. <laughs> Under pressure. Gotta love it. Goddamn. All right. Um, hey, you told me not to send you these so you could prepare yourself. So, uh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I love just jumping on with it. Yep. <laughs> um, my number one, and it's not because it's good, because I know it's not, but my number one go-to is always going to be Friday the 13th. Love it. Um, Halloween, that's number two. Uh, man. I, I love the old, all the old, uh, you just pretty like much camp like movies, the, man. Uh, like uh, Sleepaway Camp, that's a great one. Cabin um, Fever, Cabin Fever. Like I, I like it, and I don't. But I, I do overall like Cabin Fever. Not Jeepers for Creepers you. for sure. Um, I, I don't know what it was about Jeepers Creepers. I saw that on the boardwalk when it first came out, and that movie freaked me out, and I loved it. Well, did you hear that they are making Jeepers Creepers 3, right? You know, I have seen teaser trailers that have been bullshit, but somebody told me that they are, in fact, making a third, finally. Yep. So, I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, just so you know, <laughs> uh, Jason Voorhees is one of my horror icons, so that, that hurt my spot right there, Grant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. what's that? Friday the 13th. Jason, For Jason Voorhees is Paul's, like, favorite ultimate horror icon. He has a he has Jason's mask tattooed on his left arm. Oh, dude, my kids run around with Jason's mask on. <laughs> well, like, I, I, I love Friday the 13th because it is so good. But I know I also get not for saying I like Friday the 13th because people say it's corny and whatever they oh, want to say dude, about you're, it. Dude, you're safe with us. We love no. Friday the yeah, 13th. Yeah, we love Friday so, the 13th, so like, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Well, that's why I wanted to buy a cabin and that's why Desolate Horror exists and so... Well, that's why good job, like, Friday the 13th. Well, that's why, like, uh, I helped back Friday the 13th, the game, to help make it happen, too, because I was just like... We're going to be getting a Friday the 13th game that hasn't been made since 1989 or something like that. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to 
donate like 385 bucks to make this game happen. You yep. donated to that? Yep. That is awesome. That is so awesome. I'm a huge fan of the original. I still have my original Nintendo. That is and awesome. I have yet to beat Friday the 13th. Yeah, that game was intensely like, like, wow. <laughs> like, I don't really remember it that well, but the music, though, I still remember, like, that pixelated music or whatever you want to call it. Like, that still is awesome. Dude, that was my alarm clock to wake up for years. See? See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, you were saying uh, Friday the 13th, Halloween, uh, Jeepers Sleep Creepers. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. What's um, the last one? Oh, my God. I'm so bad with names. Like I said, I don't remember the names of my own songs. Um, it's the one with Sam in it. Uh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. That's it. Yes. Yeah, that's a favorite of Paul's and mine, too. I just actually showed Tessa that movie last year because she'd never seen it. And she's like, I freaking love Sam. And then she's like, can we adopt Sam as our kid? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, why not? That's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Trick or Treat is fucking amazing. Like, uh, I love all yeah. of Rob Zombie's films, obviously. Yeah. Like, they're amazing. <laughs> You're so bad. I know I am, but it's true. They killed Halloween. He killed Halloween for me. Huh. Goddamn bastard. Should have just left Halloween alone. Oh, stop it. I know. Play nice. I will. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. His music, his stuff is so good. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Feel free to, like, slap him through the yeah, phone, you can, Grant. Yeah, you can slap him through the phone if you want to. <laughs> I don't care. Well, the, the way I look at it is, it, it's the same thing as uh, Friday the 13th. You know, Sean Carpenter. Was it Sean? No. Who was it? Who, who did the original Halloween? John Carpenter, John yeah. Carpenter yeah. Did, How, did Halloween. Who did Friday the 13th? Sean Cunningham's. Yeah, right? that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Um, it, it, I just love seeing, like, the old school guys on film still. Like, even if it's butchered, it's still kind of cool to see them. Okay, well, speaking of butchered films, um, not many people know this series, so I usually have to, like, explain it a little bit. But have you ever heard of Eight Films to Die For? It's like After Shit. Dark Horror Fest. Like After Dark Horror Fest. Yeah. I actually have. Um, anyway, they have oh a movie called... They have a movie on um, one of their series called Nightmare Man. Okay. I, uh, that movie, I swear, you have to watch it when you're drunk and high at the same time. Because otherwise you're going to fall asleep. The Nightmare, Nightmare Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah, like the editing is in my own opinion, sucks. Like, I can still remember this one certain scene. But, so there's a part where this lady who was having, like, really weird visions or whatever going on is running through the woods. Or the, or the husband is, one, one or the other. Anyway, the point is, at one point, you see this person running through the woods. Then, you got this cabin in the woods type of deal where people are, like, having fun, teenagers are, like, trying to play strip poker and all this jazz. But 
the worst editing I've ever seen is where one of the teenagers is unbuttoning their shirt, right? And then it cuts back to the person running in the woods, and then it cuts right back to that person unbuttoning the same exact button she just buttoned to begin with. Like, huh. yeah, like, and what really shocks me is that it's a UK film, so I don't really want to bash UK too much, but come on, UK, you can do a little bit better with editing. But, um, like, that's what I mean, though. Like, that that's like a just one example I can give you with Nightmare Man. Like, just some of the editing is just really not there. But I do have, speaking of the eight films to die for. I do have one recommending film, if you haven't seen it, that I recommend that you do watch, and it's called The Grave Dancers. Ooh, that's a good one. That's Grave really, Dancers is amazing. Yeah, yep. that's... It's that's, uh, the guy from uh, Prison Break. Yes. Yeah, that's one, of, that's one of mine and Paul's favorites. I freaking love it. Um, What was another oh, one? Oh, so Remains good. Or it Wicked Remains. Little Things is another good yep, one. Yeah, Wicked Little Things is another good one. What was the... What was it? The Remains or It Remains or something like that? What about the one with um, with the the actual cadavers? Yeah, that's what the uh, from within or what is? Yeah, from within. I think it's called from within. That's what that is. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, that's the one. I almost want to like get up and look at the horror collection, but. <laughs> yeah, we got a pretty nice little. Well, not really too nice because the guy from this day definitely beats our collection. But anyway, um, yeah, I want to say from within because with from within involved. A the book. cadaver. The cadaver and like yeah, a book. Yeah, I think it's some, Yeah, let me let me take a look real quick. All right. Well, yeah. So Tessa's gonna go take a look for a minute, and unfortunately, we'll get to the final question here in a second. But uh, Grant, is there any horror figures too that like that inspire your work as well? Like Nosferatu, like Children of the Corn per yeah, se. From within was. Oh, hang on. From within. Babe, I don't think we're going to be able to hear you. From Within was... Was what? Um, okay, right here. Eight films to die for. Those around 18-year-old Wednesday continue to die. Grisly death. Evil knows where you live. That's not the one, though. Death is catching. That's not the one? Unrest. 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 That's it. That is it. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I... That would... So, what? Um, before I uh, watched Unrest, the one thing that caught me of that movie is that they used real dead bodies. And I'm just like, yep. what? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, Grave Dancers and Unrest were two of my favorites from, from that whole Eight Films to Die For. Agreed. And they went on and did, like, four more afterwards. So I don't know if you knew that. I, I knew that they were doing them, and I am so behind right now. You know, I shouldn't be, but uh, I am. Well, to make you feel better, they did stop doing After Dark for a while, and then they made After Dark Originals, and then oh, okay, and then last year they brought back a film to die for. Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm kind of behind now with a film to die for. So don't feel bad. Because at first, they actually released the new A-Film to Die For only digital, and I'm like, ugh. I'm like, ugh. I'd rather rent it but not buy it because I don't want to spend, like, 
whatever it was, fifteen twenty bucks, and have it be crappy. Even right. though, even though I bought in all the other um, films anyway. But speaking of films, uh, are you into like foreign films at all? Like, and what I mean by that is like, are you able to watch a movie that has subtitles? Absolutely. Um, are you familiar? Some- are you familiar Bad. with one called uh, Martyrs? It's a French movie. No, I'm not familiar with that one. I would. I, I think there was an Asian one, Shudder. Oh my God, Shudder! Yep. Okay, you know that one? Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, phenomenal, right? Yeah, I love that movie. I think we have that one, don't we? Shutter? Yeah. yeah, Shudder. Yeah, see, yeah. yeah <laughs> Another movie. Okay. Another movie that we're into is uh, Aliens, of course. So yeah, we're into oh, that. Yeah. Aliens, Hellraiser. How, yeah, Aliens, Hellraiser, Texas Chainsaw, Evil Dead, Tale from the Crypt, Tale from the Dark Side. Yeah, Creep Show. Yeah, love yeah. Love. Just, just oh, to throw out there. <laughs> the classics. The Exorcist, even the thing. Yeah, Silent Hill, White Noise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like so I said, yeah, Silent Hill. You know what? I, I don't have enough to fill the top five, I guess. That because like Silent Hill is definitely up there. And um shit. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, right. there's so many. See? Yeah, exactly. It's so hard to choose. Yep. It is. It's very so, hard. It's so hard. Um, for T V shows for me, one of the T V shows that I like is American Horror Story. Um, you know what? The only one I've ever seen was Freak Show, and I loved Freak Show. You need to go back, and you need to watch the first The two Murder hours. House and I, Asylum. Yeah, Asylum and The Covenant, right? Okay. No, Murder House is the first one. Yeah, yeah that one's okay. But uh, Asylum was good. Uh, Covenant was good. Freak I Show heard Stevie was also- Nicks was in Covenant. Yes. Yes. Stevie Nicks nice. is in Covenant. Yep. I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I like Fleetwood Mac as well. Covenant might actually remind you a little bit of your house in the mist, a little bit, maybe. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, if you watch it and then maybe go back and listen to that album, you might kind of see what I'm talking about. Because okay. It, because um, Covenant was more like a witch season. Yeah. Like a witchy season. Right. So, like, think of it as the House of the Myth having a story. Like, that, like in a way, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she, Tessa's nodding. But, yeah, I would recommend... Uh, I said, the, mm-hmm. Yeah, well... <laughs> we can hear you. Anyway, I'm pretty sure, Grant, too, if you want to, if you have Netflix, I'm pretty sure they're all on there. Yep. Okay, well... Okay. You so... Yeah, you can catch up. You know what else is cool is Hatchet. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. All of the Hatchet films. I haven't seen Hatchet 3, so I don't know if that's any good or if you would recommend it. I've only seen 1 and 2. Okay. So we're in the same boat. Okay. So, have you seen Oculus? Oculus? Yeah. Yeah, oh, my God, I love that movie. Oculus is so good. You need to watch it. I wonder if that's still on Netflix. It's up there, too. We yeah, I know. We, I know. It. I own it because I loved it. Yeah. Um, Oculus is great. Yeah, A- another one called The Awakening is really good. It's about this uh, 
lady who's a uh, paranormal investigator, and she gets called into, like, this school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she goes to figure out why this spirit is hanging around there. Because what it is is they show each photo from, like, as the years went on. And each time you look at the photos, the girl in the pictures is, like, like, first she starts off inside the building, and then she's outside, like, standing next to the people outside. Okay. So, so they're trying to, so pretty much she's trying to figure out, like, who this person is and, like, what what's her story. But that movie kind of dumbfounded me because I thought it was going to end, and it didn't end. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's another movie I would recommend. It's The Awakening besides Oculus, which that, that okay. is really from good. Um, but, Grant, is there any movie that you've seen that you might want to throw out to us that we should watch if we haven't already seen it? Um, if you haven't seen something called Damn by Dawn? Nope. Nope. I want to say that's from the U.K., uh, it, it's the most realistic-looking uh, Grim Reaper kind of film that I've ever seen. I, I love Damn by Dawn. Hmm. Definitely B-rated. Okay. But I like a lot of B-rated movies. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like uh, Suspiria and Inferno. I don't even know those. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You should check out Suspiria. Suspiria is old, old Old, old 1980s or so. It's yeah. good, though. It's really good. Well, it's actually part of a trilogy. Yes. Which is. I actually own really? three films. Yeah. It's um, it's about the three witch sisters. Like, each film is um, about one of the sisters. So, like... Okay. So, like, the first one is Suspiria, which I forget if that's the name of her or something or whatever. But then it goes, it goes Suspiria, Inferno, and then Mothers of Tears. Okay. And I'm just going to say the effects in them, like, and we're talking the first two are like 1970, 1980s, and then Mother of Tears is like 2003. Oh, okay. So quite a big difference with time loop here. But, gotcha. But, like, the blood. And Suspiria, I think it is, when the lady got hung. Mm-hmm. That that part makes me laugh, just because of the blood itself. It it looked too pinkish, so I can't believe gotcha. it. Yeah, but it's still a fun movie. So, um, but okay, so you said... Uh, Damned by Damned Dawn. Damned by Dawn. Is there another one? Uh, I think Damned by Dawn is probably the only... I, Dead Snow is awesome. I'm sure you've seen I that. I love Dead Snow. Dead Snow 2 And the really second good. one is, yep. is pretty good. Oh, man. I, uh, what is that famous line that that like, person trying to come out of the closet is trying to that says, oh, man. Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't kill me. Like, I have cats or something like that. I don't remember what it, the hell it, he says. It's, it was funny as hell, though. I would die and laughing, but, uh, anyway, yeah, get to the point, so, one movie I will suggest to you, being foreign, is Martyrs, and I'm gonna suggest, 
that when you watch that, um, that you don't have your children watching. You do not have your children watching, and uh, make sure, like, if you do have a female over or whatever, um, yeah, um, warn her. Yeah, warn her ahead of time. That yeah, that it's, yeah, she it's doesn't watch horror movies at all, so it, I'm on my own with that. Well, then, good, because, um, yeah, I'm just going to just let you watch it. And then if you do watch it, you can always get back to me and tell me what you think of it. Because when I first watched Martyrs, I actually told my own mother to shut up, because that's how into the movie I was. Because <laughs> it was just like... Gotcha. Oy. All I'm going to say is the first ten minutes of the film pretty much set the whole vibe for the rest of the movie. Like, after the first gotcha. ten minutes... It did not let up until the very end. That's all I'm going to say. Holy shit. Like, just to give you a little taste, if you really want to watch it, and this usually makes people go, I need to watch this now. But it's, um, the beginning is these people are um, in their house, they're having breakfast, they're discussing their future plans, like this kid wants to go to college, this person wants to do whatever, yada, yada, yada. Next thing you know, there's a knock at the door. And like I tell everybody, as soon as that knock hits, you're not going to be moving from your seat because you're going to be like, what the hell is going on? And Nice. And the, the father gets up, goes to answer the door, and you know what's um, waiting for him at the door? What's that? A shotgun. Nice. Yeah. And we're not talking, like, really bad effects, though. Like, we're talking, like, you see the hole in the guy when the shotgun gets fired and the guy gets thrown back from the uh, blast. So he, like, yeah. It makes it look... Very cool. Yeah, so it makes it look really real, which another thing um, I'll add is, do you remember the... Fangoria, the magazine. Yeah, absolutely. They had an article that stated um, one of the guys who was working on martyrs actually committed suicide because he couldn't he couldn't like deal with the fact of how realistic the gore looked. Damn. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was just like, okay, I really need to see why now. I mean, there was Cannibal Holocaust, it sounds like. Oh, my God. Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that movie. That's an episode we got to do one day. Cannibal Holocaust. I'll have to oh, watch dude, it. I'll have that. to show it to me. What's that, Grant? Uh, this, that movie was just incredible. Like, I stopped it halfway through and just walked around the house, like, re-examining my life. I was like, holy shit, like... I don't think this is a snuff film. I think it's a movie. Right? Yeah. So real. You heard about that, right? About Cannibal yep. Holocaust? You told what? me a little bit about it, yeah. Uh, well, I think Grant can tell you what, why we're saying about Cannibal Holocaust. It's because um, the guy who uh, directed it, right, Grant? Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he actually went to court and had to prove that each one of the people that got killed in the oh, film. Oh, yeah, that it wasn't real. Yeah, that it that wasn't real. it was real. fabricated. Yep. Because it looks so real. Yep. Ah. Yeah, yep. I remember. I was told he was that. actually jailed for a while. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I think but he I was, was told he was jailed. Yeah, I think he was until, like, they could find proof or something. Or if he could, like, get a lawyer and have... It was some weird thing, yeah, but he did get yelled up from what I understood. So, yeah. Yeah, that movie was mind-blowing. Which I believe, if we still have it, it's Cannibal Holocaust is on Screenbox. I think. Huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay, um, unfortunately, we're at the last question, so do you want to do the last question? Mm. Fine, I'll do it. I know you want to. I don't really care who does it. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been talking, I think, having a good time chatting anyway. But, yeah. Um, so, the last question for you, Grant, is has yep. anything inspired you for Seven's film? Or Seven's oh. album? Oh, God. I'm talking about <laughs> films and yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll we're, we're take two on this. Ready, set, okay. take two. action. All right, Grant. Ready. So, has anything inspired you for Seven's album? Absolutely not. Um, all my albums have been... The first one I wanted to do because of the silent black and white horror films. And everything else I've done, I've done to not sound like Midnight Syndicate or Nox Arcana because I didn't want to... Sound like, like a rip -off. Like I was ripping them off. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to be a knockoff of them. Okay. And um, so respecting them... Um, I know some of them like to watch a lot of horror movies and stuff like that when they are writing a CD. For me, I don't do any of that. I literally write what's inside my head. Right. So nothing, literally nothing has inspired me. Um, when I went to write Beneath the Dark and I was on the beach and I'm sitting there uh, in jeans and a T-shirt and a laptop looking like a weirdo on the beach <laughs> writing that CD, um, I, I started writing songs like I thought of Pirates of the Caribbean, or Caribbean, as people say. Um, and I was like, I, I can't write, like, haunted knockoffs of that. So I literally write everything from just, from me. I, I don't get inspired by anything. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we can try to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it seems to work because it, it, comes, it, it seems more original if, if you're not listening to something or if you're not watching something. Well, I'm not I, saying I know that from helps. that. I'm not saying from having to watch or listen to something. I'm saying, like, um, like I, don't, I, I know where you live, but I don't want to, like, say it if you don't want me to. But, like, you guys... Well, I don't care. Oh, well, you're in Pennsylvania, right? Yep. Yeah, so I know you guys have a lot of ghost stories. So, so what I would say is why not try to look up some of your own, like, urban legends, and maybe you could try to create something out of, from, that. Out of that. Well, one that actually is in that vein is Gettysburg. I have always thought that Gettysburg would be an amazing soundtrack. Ooh, yeah. 
nobody's done that, and that's original, and mm-hmm. that's from yeah. where I am. Yep. I still so want to visit that, that one day, too. I would love to visit Gettysburg. I go there almost every year, do the ghost tours and all that. Hmm. Well, maybe one day we'll, uh, we'll all have to, like, meet up at Gettysburg. Road trip. Road trip, yeah. Or, Grant, if you would like, you can always come up to Vermont and we can show you around. Give a give you some ghostly tales there. Sounds good to me. Like, uh, you're, like here's a good one. Um, you're familiar with Massachusetts. Uh, wow, I'm having a freaking brain fart. Here we go. Bridgewater Triangle. You ever heard I'm of that? Not. Nope. Oh, man. There's, there's actually a documentary on it. It's called the uh, Bridgewater Doc, uh, Triangle Documentary. If you can okay. find that, um, I would recommend purchasing it because it's really, really cool. So I'm going to kind of give you an idea of the Bridgewater Triangle. And then I'll explain to you why I'm mentioning it here for Vermont. But Bridgewater Triangle is based in Massachusetts. And if you look at, at like at a map of Massachusetts, it pretty much formed like a triangle. So that's around Bridgewater, Mass. And okay. inside this triangle uh, lies everything paranormal that you could like witness pretty much, like from what people have seen. Like there's UFO sightings, there's like devil worshippers, there's um, ghosts, there's Bigfoot, there's like, you know, anything paranormal you can think of is in this triangle. Right on. And um, pretty much Vermont has one of those. It's called the Bennington Triangle. So. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much what it is. It's just like in a certain area, but it forms a triangle, and inside that triangle is where, like, paranormal activity um, happens. Like, um... I just showed Tessa the other day. I was telling her about urban legends around here in Vermont, and one of them I was telling her about was the Black Agus that we have here. But I'm not sure if you're familiar with that because um, it's it's not really well known. I want to say, but it is still creepy. Yeah, it has okay. it has three it has three locations in three different three different states. One of them being here in Vermont, and it's a statue um, of... Um, a goddess, is it, right? Yeah, there's a dark tale behind it. If you sit on this statue's lap, something horrible will happen to you. Like, you, you could, like, you'll die. And there's been three, there's been three, like, three definitely confirmed Death. deaths from this. Legend. Yeah, like one person... Um, one person drowned. One person drowned. One person had a bad car accident. Horrific car accident. And then another person died from falling. Yeah, from falling. Who knows? Oh. Fell off what? But yeah. Yeah. And the statue isn't really, like, not creepy at all. Like, you know, like, sarcastically saying that. Like, it's not creepy mm-hmm. at all. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not it's not a woman it's not a statue of a woman either. It's a statue of a it's a statue of a man. It's a man but it's cloaked. Like partially cloaked. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it's uh, supposedly haunted by this uh, lady who was mistreated. Okay. And, like, there's a lot of things about it. Like, I guess, like, um, you might have to help me with this, but, like, the, the eyes were, were bloodshot or weak blood at, like, midnight or yeah, something? Yeah, they, 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 they turn red. Yeah, they turn red. It's the, um... Haunted, the Burlington Haunted Tours, I think, in Inns or something. And Haunted haunted Inns and Getaways, I think. Mm. It's right there by your finger. Yep. But yeah, uh, Grant, if you ever need inspiration with stories, maybe, to, like, form a CD, just come my way yeah. and I'll tell you, like, books to get. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, there we get, go. This, get this book, man, and you're going to learn all about the history of Vermont. Like, uh... There you go, man. Like, we have an interesting one about, um, the Eddie Brothers, it's called. It's a, and they okay. So, the rundown of this story is two brothers that were born, they ended up developing, like, um, these special, they were gifted, I mean, and, mm -hmm. uh, they were gifted these supernatural powers, and because they were different, their own parents sold them to the circus, and they traveled around the world in the circus. And then once they got done with the circus, they came back here to Vermont, and they made their very own, like, Green Mountain Inn, I think it was called back then. But if you stayed the night there, they would sh uh, give you shows. And They'd perform for they you. Would per they would perform for you. And it could have been a lot of different things. So... Um, and the reason why I had to just correct myself about gifted is because I used to do paranormal act, uh, investigation stuff, and I actually caught a... I have an EVP that Tessa can even confirm, because she heard it too, because I showed her it. And I uh, have a man's voice, which I believe to be one of the Eddie brothers, correcting me when I'm trying to tell... When I'm trying to say, like you develop supernatural powers when a voice comes in and tries to say that they were gifted, is what I'm thinking is what they were trying to tell me. Or one of them was trying Got to it. So, yeah. We have a lot of cool, haunted stuff here in Vermont. Um, but back to, back to Black Agus. Black Agus is uh, located, one of the locations for it is located in the Green Mountain Cemetery in Montpelier, Vermont. Um, Green Mount is not your average old uh, New England cemetery. It was established in 1854. It's a 35 acres purchased for a bit more of 2000. Our home to um, stunning variety of monuments. Uh, visitors love carved images of little Margaret, William Stowe's hand carved stairs. Uh, one of the favorites is Loyal uh, Ned the Dog. Um, Ghost hunters have been attracted by ghostly tales, like the story of a small girl who haunts the walkways of the old graveyard searching for her mother's final resting place. Uh, but wise travelers known to avoid too much interaction with one grave site and captivating statue of Black Agus, sometimes called Black Aggie. Black Agnes isn't really black. It, it isn't actually a woman. It's sculpted by Carl Bitter. The work of art is actually meant to be a figure of Santos, a minor figure in Greek mythology and a demon who is, a de is death personified. The statue marks 
the grave of John Erratus Hubbard, who uh, was born in 1847 and died in 1899. And he was a wealthy Montpelier businessman who pulled a fast one by thwarting his aunt's last will and testament, diverting her fortune to himself. Um, it was a move that was raised... Um, the ear of the city of Montpelier intended beneficiary and forever tarnished his name in the process. The monument which Hubbard commissioned is said to be the source of bad luck or even death for the person foolish enough to mess with it. Consider the story of three teenagers who sat on Black Aggie's Black Aggie during the fall moon, moon, trying to prove to one another how brave they were. They were feeling secure as they all drove home without incident, thinking they had escaped the curse. A week later, a boy fell, seriously fracturing his leg. Another was a victim of a fiery car, uh, car crash. And the third drowned when his canoe overturned in a local river. But wait, there's more. Vermont isn't the only state with a black agus. There is a similar statue with similar stories in Chicago and another in the courtyard in Washington, D.C., a figure rumored to have caused pregnant women to miscarry is also blamed for the death of a college student. At the grave of General Felix Agus in Druid Ridge Cemetery in Pikesville, Maryland, there is another black Aggie. Urban legend says that the statue is haunted by the spirit of a mistreated wife who lies beneath its feet. It's reported that sometimes the statue's eyes glow red at midnight, as, as with the statue in D.C., People say if you are pregnant and sit on her lap, you will miscarry. Some say if you sit on her, sit on her lap, the statue will come to life and crush you in their stony embrace. And don't speak Black Aggie's name three times at midnight in front of a dark mirror unless you want the evil angel to appear and pull you down to hell. And there's our urban legend of Black Aggie for you, Grant. Damn. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> but... Unfortunately, I think that's really it that we have. Um, unless you have anything to add, Grant, for the interview. I mean, is there any type of urban resin that you've heard from Pennsylvania? Anything crazy? I mean, I, I do a lot of the uh, urban exploration and uh, have a lot of fun with that. But nothing, nothing like that. Well, at least you, know? you got Gettysburg, though. I mean, that's a famous one right there, so... Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, I would love to one day, like, go to Gettysburg and visit it one day, because I've seen Camp Witch for it, and I'm just like, ah, this place is haunting me. I want to go. <laughs> oh, Gettysburg is amazing. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, like, um, I haven't been to Salem in, like, years, and I was telling Tessa that I would love to go back there, so we're trying to plan to go to Salem, Massachusetts one year, too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Salem? Nope. Do you want to? Is that one of your dreams? <laughs> oh, dude, I, that, that's definitely a bucket list thing. Nice. Yeah, another bucket list that we have is Stonehenge, all the way up in UK. We'd love to go there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we got a nice little bucket list ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, Very cool, man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that is all the questions I have. Is there anything you want to add, Tessa? No, I don't have any questions to add. Um, okay, well, I guess, Grant, is there anything you would like to ask us, or is there nothing that comes to mind? Uh, 
other than the Urban Legends sound awesome. It'd be great to come up to Vermont and check that set out. Oh we've yeah. got a we've got a bridge one too. Oh yeah, Emily's bridge. Yeah, yeah Emily's bridge that you'd probably like find cool. Three stories about that one, which I don't really stick to the other two. I only stick to one of them because it just sounds right. And uh, pretty much, I can kind of give you a little bit of a rundown because yeah, that see, this is too big. Like this is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like how many pages is this? One, two, three. It's a big four, one. Five, yes. Six. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, on. it's a big one. But yeah. give them like the rundown of yeah, it. Yeah, I'll give them the rundown. So, Grant, the rundown of Emily Bridge involved this girl named Emily, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is said that back in the day, like 1800s, I think it was, is uh, this girl wanted to get married to this guy, but the parents wouldn't allow it. So, right, they planned to meet at this bridge, and run off together pretty much but emily showed up at the bridge and the guy never did so apparently the rumor is that she took her own life by hanging herself on the bridge and she okay. left the bridge but if us males go to the bridge at night it, uh supposedly the spirit of emily will scratch us because she does not like men um, if you try to park on the bridge and shut off your car, you cannot turn on your car anymore. If you turn, if you also stop your car on the bridge and turn it off, you it is known that if you listen very closely, closely, you can hear yeah. Emily walking around your car and sometimes scratching your car. We have a similar one uh, to that with. A bridge as well. Do you? Yep. Do you mind? Do you know anything about that one? I don't know a whole lot. I I know I went down there one time and checked it out, but I did not have any experience like that. Well, what what from what you can recall, what is your uh, your bridge story? My bridge story is kind of lame. It it was just a. basic girl getting killed and chopped up in a suitcase and left there at the bridge and then somebody else fused later hung themselves at that bridge and so our our urban legend is that you can see that person hang themselves at some certain point I'm not sure what it is but uh, we went down there took a bunch of pictures and video and audio and didn't get too much of anything. Yeah, when we went, we got a lot of photos of interesting things. We actually got a ghostly figure of one that looks like a female in a, like, a white dress that is pointing, like, down the road that we came from, probably, like, warning us, like, we need to turn around and go. Oh, wow. And... Because that's the way I kind of got out of it. Because another thing I found when I was taking pictures is that, and I'm still trying to figure out how I was able to find it, but I guess I was just looking at the right place, and it just seemed like something was there. But in one of my pictures, I caught, like, a figure in the middle of the bridge. So I was like, what is this? So I zoomed in on the picture, and sure enough, there's, like, 
somebody standing in the middle of the bridge with like their face looking at me like from the bridge like looking like you know down by the bridge like the bridge entrance yeah. and stuff and it looked like a male and and this guy this thing has to be like tall as hell too like he seems like a tall male violent spirit because there's there's something wrong about this like I think that must be what Emily's spirit I think we're trying to tell me like why she was pointing down the road mm-hmm. so but if you ever read anything about Emily's bridge it seems like nobody has ever mentioned about this male spirit that's there which is odd so I don't know who this spirit is like male wise or what so it was really interesting and the only other thing weird to happen besides scratches on us is, um, so we're talking summertime when we went down, full moon. Um, it had to have been like 80 degrees that day, and it has to be like almost 70 degree weather at night. We could see our breath. All three of us that went could see our breath. Really? Yep. I tried to get, like, documentation of it on video, but you could just could not see our breath on video. So I was, like, kind of dis- disappointed about that because we could see our breath. And it was, like, 70-something degrees. That's just, like, wow. Like, there's something here. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. But if you don't have anything else, Grant, I guess um, that's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um... But thank you so much for uh, joining us and uh, giving us an interview. Uh, I know this is something that Paul and I have really been looking forward to. Yep. And, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's been awesome. And I'm pretty sure you just made his day, so. <laughs> oh, every time we do an interview, it makes my day. It was just uh, kind of random because we were just playing Friday the 13th, and I looked down, and there's your text, and I'm like, babe, um... <laughs> We got an interview. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, so, but yeah, Grant, I do want to personally thank you, and thank you for creating your amazing Halloween music that I got to listen to every year, like, around October, because it just wouldn't be the same without it. Yeah, thank my you own so opinion. much. So, yeah. I mean, as me me and Tessa here, we love Halloween, too, so much that, like, we still have Halloween decorations still up in our house. Well, part of our well, part of our part. apartment is... My bad. No, part of our apartment is uh, Halloween-themed. Like, our, the kitchen. our kitchen is Halloween-themed. Very cool. Yep. It's funny, because during this interview, I guess my youngest daughter heard me talking, and she came out wearing a Jason mask, and I took a picture, so I will definitely... Uh, that you, if you get pictures, I will send that to you. I do get pictures. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will definitely send that to you right after we hang up. All right. And Grant, like I tell everybody too, if you want to add us, our add us on Facebook, like our personal account to keep in touch. You're more than welcome to. Um, as you have one, if not, then you can keep my number. <laughs> if you want to keep, yeah, in definitely. Touch. Um. I also want to say that if there's any ever anything down the road that you ever want to talk about, just shoot us a message and we'll look into it. Like, um, like if we do, like when we go to do like our Halloween episode for like Michael Myers, Michael Myers, like Friday Thirteenth stuff. You're more than welcome to join us as well. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, like I was uh, saying earlier, we're not bad people. We understand life is life. 
and that the podcast can come second no matter what the issue is. So we don't like the – I just want to throw out there to everybody. Like, we don't want to throw down everybody's throat who interviews us or we get an interview with that you need to do it with us. No, we understand everybody has a life. So – and that's what should come first before you put our podcast in line, I think. But, well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. But, yeah, Grant, once again, thank you again. And um, I guess for a uh, final word is where uh, two things. Where can people find you if they wanted to learn more about Shadow Sympathy? And um, once again, like, uh, oh, are you ever going to start using your Instagram account again? Uh <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, I put I put like what six or seven pictures up, and then I I just kind of stopped. Yep. I don't know. I I, I enjoyed watch uh, checking out the photos because I was just like, damn, these are pretty cool. So yeah, I I have a lot of pictures I could put up, but uh, I don't know. Okay, well, uh, here here's a personal question. Just because as much as I love your music, Grant. Would you yeah. be willing to maybe make a cool intro for our podcast? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Now you oh, just made wow. my day. Oh, wow. Yeah, now you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, I would really like to have some type of creepy, cool music to have for our intro. So, And I'm just like, well, when we interview Grant, whenever that is, um, I'll have to ask him. So, yeah, you just made both our days. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, pressure's fucking on for me. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry. How darest you? I am so fucking sorry. <laughs> I don't know how many times. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there goes that cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I will start. I, I'm in the middle of a bunch of sound effects for haunts for this season, but uh, I will definitely um, try like to work said, on something. Like I said, just take your time. It's life. I understand. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I need it tomorrow, <laughs> so... Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was kind of asking about, like, if you would like to have um, music for the beginning and ending of this. But, yeah, before I get too carried away, let's do what I was going to have you do. So, Grant, yes, if you would like people to find Shadow Sympathy and keep up with you on Shadow Sympathy, where can people find you? Um iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, uh, all your main sites. Uh, you know, we're up on Facebook. Uh, you know, I don't even know. I'm not that tech savvy, but I know we're out there. Well, yeah, just 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 go to Google, like everybody does nowadays, I bet, and just type in Shadow Sympathy, and then you're going to find out a link. There you go. That's it. Easier said and done, I guess. All right, uh, yeah, Grant. So once again, I w want to thank you personally, and uh, Grant. Yeah, and sure yeah, I mean, you're, like Petra and I will say, you're welcome back anytime. And uh, Grant, it's, I don't know if you've ever listened to our episodes, but how we end our episode, did you we say stay scary? So on the count of three, let's all say stay scary at the same time. <laughs> we 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 say what? Stay, stay scary. scary. Stay scary. Got yep. it. Stay scary. So on the count of three, which I'll try this out. All, All right. right. One, two, three. Stay, stay scary. scary. <laughs>